There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Boutique, your alternative adult shop. Looking for a naughty novelty gift? Then look no further. Mizzy'sBoutique.com Subscribe to our mailing list to receive updates on sales and new products. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Mizzy Bender Show, a swingers podcast. I'm so happy that you're tuning in today because uh, we're back. And we have a community submitted question. So I did a Facebook Live session that I have now transitioned to this podcast for you to listen to. So stay tuned. That's coming up soon. I want to also let you know that this Saturday is our Naughty and Neon event in Rhode Island, hosted and presented by Mindbender Parties. Super stoked about that. Um... I do have a bunch of content that is coming your way, so stay tuned. Episodes are going to be launching bi-weekly, but I do have some old uh, recordings that I have not put up yet, so I'll be dropping those in in between the bi-weeklies as some like bonus features, um, but consistently going forward, it will be a bi-weekly podcast simply because uh, that works most best for me. I have finally figured that out, and I will be going back and forth from doing Facebook Live and then transitioning it over to the podcast here, again, because that's how I love doing it, and after all this time, I have finally figured out what works for me, so I hope that you do enjoy the new setup and all that and hopefully we can keep this super consistent for you and get it going. Um, One thing I would like to note is please submit your community submitted questions. I know that you have a ton of them and I know that your brain is swirling so submit them to me. Let me talk through your issues, your concerns, your joys, uh, your adventures, whatever it may be from the swingers world, send it to me. I have no problem talking about anything um, as you may see and hear already so let's do this. Let's get down and dirty and really start to educate the swingers world on the ins and of being our best lifestyler that we can be. So listen, stay tuned, turn that volume up, and uh, I don't know, leave a comment, follow along, submit your feedback. It all really helps to keep the podcast growing. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Here we go. We're just going to let everybody get on and launch the show and all that jazz. So we'll just wait a second. And as everybody is joining and starting. I'm Mizzy Bender and you are going to be watching The Mizzy Bender Show. Or if you are going to be listening to my podcast, you'll hear it on the podcast soon. Um, This is a community submitted question all about the questions that you should ask first time playmates when in the lifestyle. Um, I thought it was a really great community submitted thought and definitely warranted conversation over it. And what better way to launch the podcast back than this way? Uh, You probably have seen that I have not launched a podcast in a while. I just needed some downtime and regroup. And now that I have some new community 
um, thoughts coming through, it's so much easier for me to put content out. I truthfully don't really like just pulling something out of, you know, the top of my head and then doing a podcast over it. I'd much rather you submit something to me and then like I talk to it and then we have like super engaging conversation over it. Uh, that's what I find works best for me and what I feel is most valuable. So if you do have any thoughts or any questions, feel free to message me or send an email to Mizzy Bender at outlook.com. Side note also, if you're watching this, can you please put it into the lifestyle groups? I am banned on Facebook for the next two days on submitting stuff to the group because I posted something on Mizzy's Boutique uh, public Facebook page, which was <laughs> a blog all about foxtail butt plugs, and apparently you're not allowed to post that kind of photo on Facebook. So it got me the womp womp, and my violation is I'm not allowed to post in groups. So please share it out. I would really appreciate all of your assistance and help. What else? I don't know. We've been up to a lot of different things lately, and I'm so excited because our adventures start again this weekend. We are heading to the Paradise Club in Pennsylvania. It's their Naughty Schoolgirl Nights. And I really love the Paradise Club because it's warm, it's welcoming, they have an amazing group of individuals. It is only for couples and single females. You do have to be approved uh, to be able to attend the club, but it is a sensational place. Good morning, Mr. Murphy. I hope that you're doing well and thank you for coming to the show. Can you slip this into the My Men Parties group and whatever groups you're in, please, because probably you just heard I'm in trouble. Greg says, good morning. Excited to hear the answers to this question. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a really great conversation. And along the way, definitely like add your insights and thoughts and different things. Um, so yeah, so this weekend is the Paradise Club. And then next weekend is our event, which is Naughty and Neon in New, uh, Rhode Island. So you can RSVP at www.mindbenderparties.com. The June event is always so amazing because, uh, you know, it's summertime and people are getting like revved up and like super excited about the weather and it's a lot more comfortable for the ladies to wear some lingerie and different things, which I will say, um, if you're a newcomer and you're coming to our events, so many have asked us like, what do you wear? Uh, you know, is it club clothes? Is it no clothes and everything in between? Um, my, my thoughts are wear what makes you feel comfortable, right? You want to make sure you're coming to the environment, uh, that's a little probably new to you. So you don't want to feel completely out of your comfort zone. So wear initially what feels good for you, but bring a change of clothes, right? Because throughout the night, uh, you might feel like you want to get a little bit more sexy or change a little bit. I always have three outfits with me and I definitely always have sneakers because my feet are usually killing me. So I normally change around 12 o'clock out of whatever my outfit is for the day, you know, for the main event. And then I get comfortable because then that's when things get like super sexy and you just want to be like, let me just do my thing, right? So that would be my recommendation. Um, okay, so now that we've taken a moment and have had the live launch, um, because it usually does take a few minutes, let's get into this question. So I had somebody reach out to me um, via email and they were super supportive of the show and I'm very thankful. I'm so appreciative to all of you that find uh, you know, my information informative. I do try and make it a collaborative effort, not just taking my thoughts, but thoughts from the community as well because I could be pretty 
direct and straightforward on like what my approach is and, and what I feel, but others maybe have a softer approach or just different perspective because they've been in it differently or a longer time, whatever the case may be. Uh, good morning, Ralph. So this question, where is it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look down for a second and I'm going to read because I want to make sure that I capture exactly what they were asking me. Um, and so this is it. We seem to have run into certain couples recently who at first seem to be experienced or say they are, but then they turn out to less than they say or not the same or they're not on the same page. Are there good questions to ask to get a good gauge at their experience in the LS and maybe verify that they're both on the same page? We want to avoid the, the dreaded, awkward situation when a couple fights in front of us or gets mad about what happened. And I say, oh my gosh, on point, right? I have so many thoughts when it comes to this particular um, topic. I have a lot of experience. And so I figured I'll take you through my journey initially and get to where we are today. Uh, good morning, Tom. Thank you for joining the show. Ralph, I would love to marry you, but we've just met, so you're going to have to you're going to have to engage a little bit. So let's backtrack. When I first came into the lifestyle, and can you believe that on June 27th of this month it will be officially 5 years? Time went by so fast, but within that time I feel like I've really absorbed a lot of information and I've really kind of um, honed in on certain categories within the lifestyle to educate others more. Reason being is when I first met Spencer, Spencer was partnered, right? He had a, a lady in his life and they shared with me a very specific dynamic that they had. I was super new, never knew of the lifestyle. I didn't even know that this world existed so I went by what they told me, and what they told me was he was allowed to have girlfriends, and he was allowed to do whatever he wanted, and I was getting that messaging from both of them. However, the messaging was not coming across aligned, right? Spencer would tell me something, and then the reaction would be from the partner or something completely different. When her and I would be in a room together, I would get like this, I, I don't know, a, 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 a freaking list of all the things I can and cannot do. And it took me off guard so much because I'm like, wait a minute, if you guys have both told me that this is what the circumstances are and this is what you're allowed to do, why am I getting these talks? So not being educated in the lifestyle and not being part of this environment, I really had to figure it out on my own. I didn't have any friends uh, I could talk to. I didn't have any of those resources around me and I had no idea where to begin. So this solely was an independent journey on my own going through the challenges of this chaotic relationship that they told me was okay. In actuality, it was not. Um, and so, what was going on was when I would, so like I would just start to observe, right? I would watch their body language. I would watch the interactions. I would watch how they interacted with me together while they were in the same space. And then independently when we were all individually alone with one another. And I immediately started to get red flags. And I was like, no, mm -mm -mm -mm. you guys are telling me something that I feel in my heart is wrong. And now we need to have rules and boundaries. So I slowly started to put in boundaries that I thought would make me feel safe and comfortable 
to be able to proceed in this relationship, in this environment, within the community, and the lifestyle itself. So when this question was brought to me, I was like, yes, this is so important because I have been in scenarios where that have been completely uncomfortable. I'll never forget, it was the first time I've ever given Spencer a blowjob. It was on my birthday, actually. I turned 40 in one month from now, July 18th, 40, here I come. So I was, I was given a blowy and, uh, you know, again, saying that it was okay uh, for these situations to go on. I had no idea that this woman, you know, his partner or whatever, snuck into his bedroom and was sitting in the corner of the room watching me give him head, right? And I didn't know that this is what was going on. I had no idea she came in. I had no idea that this was happening. And when I happened to look up, I got these daggers across the room like I was going to get my fucking heart slit out. And I was like, whoa. I quickly gathered my stuff and was like, I'm out. Spencer tried giving me a kiss before we before I left and was like, it's okay, you can stay. I said, no, this is not okay because whatever this is and whatever is going on here is wrong. What you guys said to me is absolutely wrong. This just proved it. No, you guys are not on the same page. This is completely uncomfortable. This is very awkward. And this is not okay to put somebody in this particular predicament to make them feel this way. And so I was just like, I'm out. Ever since that point in time, my boundaries and stuff started to grow so much. I want people to avoid this, right? We shouldn't come into the lifestyle to deal with these weird, dramatic moments. The lifestyle is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an enhancement. It's supposed to be like all these things that just make you feel more fulfilled. It's not supposed to be a situation where you get into, you know, a great play dynamic and then all of a sudden there's backlash afterwards. That's not what we're looking for here. And this is not the tone that we want to set for the lifestyle, right? Now, when I talk about the lifestyle, it could be anything. Swingers, kink, swingsters. I mean, there's so many categories now. Hot wife, cuckolding. I mean, you name it, it's all in there. So all of this is relevant to each one of those territories. So you just need to take from it what you feel is going to be valuable to you and your relationship. So along the way, if you have any questions uh, about my journey or this in particular, feel free to drop them. If you're listening to this later on, send me a message or comment on, on the below. If you're listening to this in a private group, make sure you go to Mizzy Bender's public page because that is where you will be able to get the live footage from me at this moment. So when I was getting ready to put this show together, of course I put together a discussion topic because I think it's important to get uh, the thoughts of others, as I just said, because I have my personal experience and why I'm so passionate about educating, but others have experienced it differently. And I thought that some of the insights that they provided uh, was fantastic. One of the things that somebody had shared to, shared with me was about STDs, and I didn't automatically go into that as my top five, but I would say that's definitely within the top 10 questions, and we'll get to that point. Uh, good morning, Timothy. How are you? So my thing is, and 
you know, people sometimes ask me like why I feel like I'm the one that should be educating and sharing since I don't have that many play interactions. But the reason why I don't have that many play interactions is because of the experience of when, you know, I came into the lifestyle and all of these different things. You know, some of those stories, there's a lot more of those stories that I just shared about the blowy uh, that can really put you into like my mindset on where I was at and why I'm so hesitant on playing with people because I wanna make sure that I trust them as an individual to the wholehearted. I don't need to have a romantic relationship with you. I don't need to have, um, like, I, I don't even know what, what the classification would be, but I just need to have a friendship with you. I need to see you as an individual that you're not a shady person, right? And I need to make sure that I feel safe. Because of the way that I came into the lifestyle and all of these different scenarios, I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel protected. And I didn't feel like anybody was looking out for my best interest, right? And so for me, it's really important for me to take a step back and really not interrogate those that I'm going to be going into a play scenario with, but making sure that I'm asking the questions. And even if it's more than one time in a different way, I'm still going to ask you. So I start out normally with how long have you guys been in a lifestyle for? I don't really particularly think that time really matters, but to a certain degree I do. If somebody's been in the lifestyle and have been has been you know swinging for less than a year together, I probably would be a little bit more hesitant on going into a play situation with them simply because I just don't think that that's long enough for you and your partner to be united on the same page. Now that's my own personal opinion, my own perspective. I feel this way because myself as a newcomer. It took me about six months to a year to really understand all the different dynamics that flow through the swing world. You know, how do people talk to each other? What are the interactions? Like, what are you allowed to do? Since I was told one thing and it wasn't really what it was, I became so much more cautious to red flags and what is allowed and what isn't. And reading body language and reading the room Sometimes that's really difficult though because you're on social media and you know you're messaging somebody and when you message somebody they could be anybody that you want them to so it becomes a little bit more difficult when you're trying to decipher between social media or in-person interactions right so when it becomes like a social media aspect of things conversation just starts normal and it goes into that beginning part how long have you been in the lifestyle for who first suggested you guys participate within the lifestyle? Normally, nine times out of 10, I find that it's the husband or the male component of the relationship. Generally speaking, on social media, I find that the men are more, are more dominant when talking in group conversation than the female. And those give me a few red flags, right? When both parties are not participating within the conversation, it kind of makes me want to withdraw because I don't, number one, I don't want to start 
liking, you know, the gentleman and never having the interaction with the female. And now when I say liking, I mean as a person, right? Is this somebody that I can hang out with? Is this somebody that, you know, I could consider, you know, having some sort of play with? Normally when we're looking for friends on some of the social apps, I'll say like Three Fun or Feld or one of those things, this is how the conversation goes. How long have you been in the lifestyle for? Who first brought it up? Is both parties participating? Thus far, we have, you know, I have not seen many females contribute to the conversation in those platforms. So that gives me a red flag automatically because I'm like, well, is she interested? Does she have the same compassion for this? Is he pushing? Is he, you know, just trying to find individuals? Like, I can never get a sure reading. And so at that point in time, then I start asking more questions. Well, where's your female half? Like, is she gonna participate in the conversation? You know, where are we at? There was one couple that I've been chatting with on 3Fun, and I do find them to be super interesting, yet the female has never contributed to the conversation. I don't get a fake feeling from them. I haven't asked them to officially verify just yet via like messaging like this. I usually ask for their social media. I always ask for social media because I find that that's like your true self, right? If somebody provides me some of their Instagram or Facebook, and this, I want Facebook, I want Instagram, I'll even go with Twitter or TikTok. Uh, I don't want Snapchat. Snapchat I still find to be a little bit shady because the conversations disappear so quickly and there's like a little, uh, you know, there's some, I just don't like the disappearing acts, I guess. But on those other platforms, you can get an understanding of how somebody flows in their life. Are they a real person? What are the photos they're posting? Are there family photos on their page? Is it just memes? If there's a Facebook page that's just memes or, or any social account that just has memes or nothing personal or something that really solidifies back to your own self, I don't... I don't proceed with the conversation because I don't really take that individual as a real profile. I, at some point in time, there's got to be something that really brings you back to who you are as an individual for me to see that like you are actually real. And so with this particular couple that we're chatting with on 3Fun, they, they are like in my eyes like a power couple, right? He owns a business, she is a lawyer, and for me, any female... And this is no disrespect to any men, but any female that has like a strong business sense or strong motivation in life just to thrive, uh, that's my gal. And I don't mean that it's so terrible. Like if you're a stay-at-home mom, I still find you as sexy and whatever because you're a powerful woman doing your thing like at home. It's how you carry your confidence and stuff. But since I've come from the corporate world, anybody that has that kind of mindset, I'm just attracted to a little bit more and, and that's not disrespect to anybody else, that's just my own personal preferences. So I started to get a little bit more engaged in this conversation, but I slowly started to pull out because I have not seen her contribute to the conversation at all and that makes me wonder, like, what are we gonna be doing here? When we get together in person, are the, you know, the three of us, Spencer, myself and this gentleman, gonna be able to shoot the shit so well and she's gonna be sitting there like the odd man out because she didn't contribute to the conversation? Then what happens in person? For me, like, I don't like that type of situation. So this is kind of where I would, at question three, try and figure out 
who really, you know, introduced the lifestyle conversation. Another example to kind of go to these points is when we went to Little Miss Nasty show, um, like last, the beginning of this year or last year, I forget exactly when it was the first time we went, um, we were online and online waiting to get into the show. And there was this really, really good looking couple, right? It's very rare that out of the gate, I say, oh my God, like I would totally bang them both. I'm usually not that type of person, but if somebody like strikes me interestingly or whatever the situation may be, I definitely can F on the first date. Like let's not get that wrong. It's just sometimes most of the time I choose not to. This particular scenario, I was like, there's something intriguing about them. He was super handsome. He was tall and like well built and she was this petite little thing wearing a pencil skirt and I was like, oh, pencil skirt sold. So I ended up, we, we chatted with them the entire night, but initially when we were online and we were waiting, of course the conversation came up that Spencer and I are swingers because we pretty much tell everybody we don't hide anything or anything when we go out anywhere. We are who we are and we live our most bold lives everywhere at every moment in time. Um, so Spencer did somehow, you know, migrate into this conversation to say like about Mindbender parties and Mizzy's boutique and, you know, go find the podcast. And the gentleman at, right off the bat was like, oh my God, like I've been talking about this for so long. I really have been, you know, bringing this up to her a lot. I can't believe that we're having a conversation with you guys. And I said, oh, and she also contributed to the conversation. She was like, yes, he has been. And we've been talking about it. She seemed apprehensive, but was engaging, right? And so from that moment on, I kept trying to ask them, well, you know, like, have you guys participated in the lifestyle at all? Have you had any threesomes? Have you had any, any kind of, you know, extracurricular? The answer was no, but she really loved females and she really wanted to have like a female partner or interaction. And so I was like, okay, you know, that's okay. You can want these things and yet the situation just not be right and you not feel comfortable or whatever. So as the conversation is going on, it felt like we were all really meshing really well, but I still felt a little apprehensive um, engagement from her from a physical standpoint, right? She was she was talking and she would add some, you know, points of view and things like that, but nothing so much that I got like this tickle, right? So the night proceeds and we watch the show and we're back and forth from their table having drinks and different things, whatever. After the show is over, the club transitions to, um, I'm sorry, the show where the venue transitions over to a club. And it happens to be one of the top 10 clubs in the US. So we wanted to stay and check it out. And now this is my opportunity, right? So I have this female in front of me and you know I hear everything that they're saying and I understand the direction that this conversation is going in. I see where the potential end to this night can go. And so I automatically say to her, you know, is it okay for me to dance on you? She kind of took a step back and didn't automatically answer and was like, yes, I guess so. Okay, no, that's not an answer. That's not a direct yes. That's not, yes, please do so. That was, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm comfortable. And it would be wrong for me to try and push myself on her. It was very clear that they were not on the same page. It was very clear that it was something that he really wanted to do. 
and she might have been possibly appeasing him or just not in the place to be able to like actually proceed with this action. So I did not, I did not dance up on her and I did not do any of these things, but we still stayed in the circle together and still had a great time together. We walked the streets of Brooklyn. We had a grand old time. We ended up going to the Tipsy Dog afterwards, which is a really great bar in Brooklyn. And we were having some drinks and Spencer and I were really, you know, chatting through what we were going to do here. And I had said to him, I said, I really just don't get the feeling from her that she's into this. And like, I would feel really uncomfortable if we went back to their hotel room. And so we politely declined them and was just like, we just don't think that you guys are in the situation right now to be ready to play. And so we're just not going to contribute to this and we're going to head home. He was so disappointed, the guy. He really thought that we were going to be, you know, going back to the room with them and whatever. But that would have been really irresponsible on Spencer and I's behalf because I feel like we would have been forcing her into an uncomfortable situation that she would not, I don't know if she would have regretted it the next day. I really don't know. But it was not the moment to say, yes, we're all going to go and play because they were not solely on the same page. If you as the individual cannot directly say, yes, I want this, every other answer from that is a no. And you, as the person trying to play with this individual, should take those hints and know that you should not play with this person unless they physically absolutely say yes. So... In these top three questions are, how long have you been in a lifestyle for? What is it? Who first brought it up to you? Next question I would ask is, what are you trying to get from this lifestyle? What is it that you want? Uh, what is it that your partner wants? What is the overall thing here? Now, initially, when I was first brought into the lifestyle, I didn't have any idea what I wanted. I didn't know. All I knew is that Spencer was a fascinating individual. He was so handsome and he was just so charismatically free in his own self that I felt captivated by him. And I was really intrigued by, you know, his world. Um, I was also really intrigued that I would finally have the opportunity to officially be with a female if I wanted to. Uh, you know, I had kissed a girl when I was like 21, but that was the extent of it. And um, you know, so there were all these different things that was going through my brain when I first, you know, found out about this whole new living, but it took me some time for me to really understand what it was that I wanted to get out of the lifestyle. And it took me a long time to go through my journey of being comfortable with myself, being super comfortable with my body, being open with my body. You know, sometimes we have insecurities uh, whether it's our own insecurities or insecurities that were put on us that we have to kind of work through. And, you know, that's really tough. But for me, it was kind of freeing. And I was like, oh, I have this opportunity where I can really kind of dig deep into myself and peel off those layers and be my true self. You know, uh, I see this a meme that goes through all the time of like, oh, you think that I changed, but in actuality, I'm just becoming my true self. And that resonates with me so very much because if you really take the time to figure out your journey through the lifestyle, I think that you will find how enjoyably freeing it actually really is. Um, when you get to the point where you can own your sexuality, own 
as a female wanting to be sexual and not being afraid about it and being super bold over it, I think that your confidence and everything else around you flourishes because you no longer give a fuck about what anybody says. And that's the most important thing. So for me, what I found when going through the journey and what I want from the lifestyle, it is to be my most free, true self without anybody telling me what I can and cannot do. And if that means that I'm going to have a gangbang on Saturday or I'm not going to participate in play for six months, well, both work really well for me and I'm okay with both of them because I am when the stars and moon align type of chick. I know that this is the scenario that we should be in. I never ever plan play. I never ever officially say, uh, you know, please come on over so we can fuck. That's never going to happen. What I will say is I really enjoy your company and I would love for you to come hang out with us. And for me, anybody that's in our circle and anybody that we have as a friendship in the lifestyle, I've already kind of gotten that commitment. Not kind of. I already have. Like, listen, we want to play with you. I'm not saying that this first time that we hang out, we're going to play. But what I am saying is, is out of all the times that we play, is it okay if something were to transpire and that would organically happen, right? And so I think that it's really important for you to be super solid in what it is that you want. Looking for the ultimate adult entertainment night of your life? Check out MindBenderParties.com Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates. MindBender Parties, where life is anything but ordinary. If you ask a couple what it is that they want from the lifestyle and they can't tell you what the end goal is, well, then maybe you shouldn't participate with them because if they can't clearly tell you what it is that they want, how are they going to be able to keep to their rules and boundaries when you're in a scenario with them? Which then brings you to the next question. What are your rules and boundaries? For us, we don't have any. And that's because it gets down to that trust level again. If I've already vetted you as a person that I want to play with, that means I trust you. That means I really enjoy being in your situ your environment. I really enjoy being in your energy and we are good to go. But not everybody has that approach. People have many rules. People have a no kissing rule. People have, um, you know, maybe it's just soft swap. People have that they only will swap in separate rooms because, you know, whatever it is, they just don't want to see their partner with somebody else. Yet they enjoy the whole aspect of the lifestyle. And that's the other thing that you need to keep in mind is that everybody's thoughts and reasons why they're participating in the lifestyle is so far different. So when they are sharing with you what it is that they want from the lifestyle, you have to be open-minded to accept what it is that they're saying and believe that what they're saying is true. Of course, if you get a weird vibe, then you question them on it and be like, well, something sounds a little bit fishy here. But the point is, is you just have to take into consideration that not everybody's answers are going to be the same. And, you know, what are you willing to accept as an answer? For me personally, if somebody says that they have a no kissing rule, we're not playing with them. I'm certainly not going to engage in a scenario where I can't kiss you. The foreplay starts at kissing. It's the most sexual, sensual, 
delicious thing one can do. You get into a good kiss with somebody and forget about it. Fireworks can fly in every which direction and every place within the body. It's the most enjoyable thing. I really just would not be able to, I just wouldn't be able to give that up. Um, but people do. And people quickly realize that's a rule that they can't keep to because it's a natural reaction, right? People automatically go to go and do something like that. What I will say is if you do have that rule, do not change your rule in the middle of play. You go and you talk about that rule afterwards and say, this did not work for me. We need to talk about it and revisit it and kind of think of something different, um, but not in that moment. So you have, you know, all these different things to think about when you're trying to consider who you're going to play with. Right. So to recap, for those that are joining, um, we're just talking about the way that you should approach a new couple when you're going to play with them to avoid the backlash of seeing them fight or them not be aligned on, you know, the scenario or be mad or upset after a play happened. And my thoughts automatically went to the questions that you would ask are, how long are you in the lifestyle? Whose idea was it? Um, and, you know, on top of whose idea was it, I would also say, you know, how how much did that person, like, say yes to it immediately? Did they have to think about it? Was it a no-brainer? You know, like, those are the things that are important. You know, because if the gentleman says, like, oh, I've been wanting to do this for 10 years, and I've been asking her for 10 years, and she finally said yes, well, is she finally just giving in, or does she finally really want to do this? You know, like, those are the things that I would start, like, digging deeper on. And I'm going to tell you this. I have no shame on the questions that I ask and how deep of a conversation or or how in-depth and how many questions I ask. Because if I'm going to fuck you, you better be, like, knowing that I'm going to be super inquisitive with so many different things. Like, I'm just not going to just, like, bang anybody, right? And so... If you want to get into the JJ, you got to accept like all these interrogative <laughs> questions and thoughts that I have. And I'm okay with that. I really have no issue with it. And if you have an issue with all the questions that I'm asking you, then you are not my play partner and you are not anybody that I should engage with. And so for that, like I'm totally okay with, right? Morning, Wendy. So that's where we're at. Next question, once you've kind of gotten through the foundation of their relationship, who they are as individuals, what they're looking for, like how did you get to this point, and all these other like leading moments to just like really figuring out who they are as a couple, and if they're really aligned as a couple, we do go on to the rules and boundaries and play style. Not everybody's play style is the same, right? Not just rules and boundaries, but play style, way different, right? Sometimes, um, you know, Spencer and I can be in a play situation and it's just me and the other guy and Spencer's watching. Or sometimes, depending on who it is, you know, it's the three of us, not Spencer interacting with the guy, he's completely straight, but, you know, two-on-one and we're doing our thing. And you know, that works really well for us. Sometimes it's just myself and the female and, you know, Spencer is watching. So there's all these different levels and compositions and levels of play that you also need to get into. Would the gentleman be okay with just the girls playing? Is it something that everybody has to, you know, kind of contribute into? I know like one of our friends, and I'm not sure exactly which one it is that's watching because I see the little head up there, but I know that within like a three some with two females, 
the gentleman has to come in kind of soon because he doesn't want like all the action just going. And so he doesn't like waiting on the sidelines for too long. And that's just his style. And they know that. And they've talked about it and it all works and all this. But it just goes to show that people have different ideas and different ways that they want to interact with others. And it's really important to make sure that you know every one of those individual factors before you get into anything. Like I know it's Spencer and I, if he and I have talked about individuals, I have full reign to do anything that I want with those those partners at any moment, as long as we've all agreed. You've probably heard me time and time again say, like, if you've agreed to be my play partner, that means at any moment in time, like, I can grab you and be sexual with you. I don't give a shit where we are. And for me, that's just what works because who knows why you get a sexual mood? Who knows why you get that, like, flirtatious little thing within your soul that makes you want to be with somebody? It just happens. And, you know, truthfully speaking, I feel sexually charged a lot of the time throughout the day and so like trying to mitigate that or you know put it into a scenario where I'm allowed to act on is super important and I need to know that those I need to understand those boundaries of you guys like if you're not that type of person that is willing to accept that kind of sexual energy at any time and you're just willing to accept it at the club well that's something that we need to talk about and then me, as your play partner, well, am I willing to bend my rules for you or am I going to stick straight into how I feel and what I want? Sometimes I do bend my rules, depending on who you are, because everybody's different and every individual play scenario brings a different element, right? So I need to figure out not only what it is that I'm looking from the lifestyle overall, but what it is that I'm looking for from that particular play partner, there are so many reasons why I choose the play partners that I do. And they're all for very, very different reasons. They're not all because I think that you look good or that you look good. It's not really about that. It really comes down to your personality and just like how you make me feel when I'm in your environment. And so, you know, every scenario will be different, which is why you need to be super, super clear and understanding of your needs and wants. What is it that you need to feel fulfilled? And making sure that you're not doing something that's going to jeopardize your feelings because you don't want to be that person on the other side of things of you being the one that's upset or you're the one that's regretting something right so you know thinking through each scenario as they come and making sure you know that your thoughts line up to this couple that you want to play with what their play style is how does it fit am I going to be able to do this all these different things if there's a moment in time when you're going through these thoughts and you're trying to understand what your interaction is going to be with them, if you get a weird hesitation within your soul, do not proceed with playing with them because in the end, it's not going to be a good play scenario. Maybe it might be mediocre. Maybe it might be okay. Certainly not going to be explosive and you're certainly going to turn around and be like, well, that could have been better, right? Uh, morning, Holly. So all these different things, right? So what's your play style? Do you guys only play alone? Are you only soft swap? Soft swap is not full penetration. Soft swap is just, you know, maybe oral or, you know, who knows, just not anything super physical like that. Many people don't do butt stuff with other couples and many people don't do all sorts of different things. So making sure you understand, you know, are they same room? Are they separate room? Are they same bed? Are they different beds? Are they only play together couples? These are dynamics that you really need to understand. 
if you're watching this or listening to this at a later date and you want to have a better understanding of what the different playstyle compositions are, definitely send me a message and we can talk through any of it and go through deep diving all the different components that go to each one of the play styles. But it's really important to understand what it is that the other couple is bringing to the table and making sure that you're being completely clear on your point of view. Because as much as you are asking the potential play partners what their situation is, you also need to make sure that you're being super straightforward and honest with them on what you're bringing to the table, right? So this is a two-way street. You need to be completely honest and the play partners need to be completely honest. And then my last thing, which I think that we kind of like incorporated into this overall thing is from the lifestyle in general, what is it that you're looking for? Are you only looking for friends? Are you looking for friends with benefits? Are you looking strictly for swing partners? You know, there are a lot of couples that just really love going to the club, finding their humans, doing their deed and then going home not having any kind of connection at all, which I think is like the true definition of swinging when you think about it from like when it first originated, uh, that was the ideal thing. You didn't question, you know, vibes or friendships or anything like that. You just went to a party and you did your deed and then you went home. Now things are a little bit more complicated. I think society has changed more. Swinging has become a little bit more mainstream. Uh, I think that generationally, you know, generationally people have changed. And, um, you know, specifically, I always bring it back to the millennials because that was like the part, those were the individuals that really changed so much of where we are right now just from their behaviors and how they interact with others. And, you know, leading on to now the generations that have come, uh, their mindsets are a lot different, right? You can see that they're a little bit more free. They're not very locked into long-term relationships. There's, you know, a lot more, you know, sexually freeing uh, moments. You know, our gender identities are changing. Who we are as individuals are changing. There's a lot of different things in this day and age from when swinging first originated that impacts the way that we think about things, right? And so when you overall think about who we are as a society and a community, we have to be completely open and honest about where we are, who we are, what we want, and where are we getting to. And all of these conversations are super valid to have with potential play partners. I personally feel like there's not a topic that is off limits if you are going into a play scenario. Somebody on, um, Instagram had answered on my discussion post saying that it's very difficult for them to find new play partners. And they said that they feel like they are the ones that are um, not aligned and that they are the ones that kind of get upset after a play. And, you know, it was kind of like a few things, like all the different things that I had pointed out. They felt like they were that couple. And I had said to them, I said, would you mind you know, sending me a message and sharing your thoughts a little bit further because I would really like to understand why you feel like you're this couple. And I was so happy that they really did. They sent me a message and it started out saying how, number one, they have kids. And when they have kids, as all many of you know, because this is a topic that comes up so very much, is that um, it's very difficult to find a babysitter or be able to have you know, continuous outings or even really just keep to a schedule of dates and stuff like that because 
babysitters and, you know, the flaking out of that and whatever. So that point I completely understood. And I was like, listen, that is something that happens all the time. And I hear that that's one of the most challenging things. Now, I don't think that that makes them not aligned as a couple, but I definitely think that that makes it difficult for them to find continuous play partners. Because if you're making arrangements to hang out in some sort of way, and then you have to keep canceling, at some point in time, I can understand like the other couple being like, listen, like this is just too much or, or whatever it is. Maybe some will, maybe some won't, but nine times out of 10 in all the feedback that I've heard, this is the way that it goes. The next thing was they feel like they kind of got um, a little like red X on them because the first time they ever went out and played, they um, got HSV. Uh, it's like a form of herpes and they now have to disclose that to everybody and they think that that is a deterring factor for people playing with them. They are super open and honest about it. They have it on their social platforms on like SDC. If you would like to learn more about SDC, I could give you a free introductory code for you to go and explore that platform. It is the largest international swinging platform. Uh, I highly recommend it. But in any event, in their profile, they do list or they have it written out that they have that. And, you know, that becomes very difficult. If you do have some sort of STD, I would hope that you're very transparent with it and that you're super safe in whatever it is that you're doing. Because this is one of the main factors that make people feel like the swingers lifestyle is a dirty place. And it really isn't, you know, we're all well, healthy and alive and we're all kicking, doing our thing. Um, but yeah, these things happen and you just need to make sure that you're clearly communicating it. I didn't necessarily really have an answer to him on that particular comment. What I did say is being open, honest and transparent about it will bring you to the play partners that are right for you. And that was just, you know, kind of where I left it. But I was really, really happy and I said to him, thank you so very much for being so honest with me and sharing your thoughts because not many individuals would be open like that and not many individuals would feel comfortable enough to share that. But when you're going into a play scenario, I would hope that if you have something like that, you tell me because if that is something that I get as a repercussion of your dishonesty, I would be really upset, right? And then that puts us as the individual in a very precarious state because what do you do next and how do you handle that? And it's just an uncomfortable spot to be in, yet it is a natural part of life. And so I didn't really have much except for that to share with him. Others really were talking about body language and the way that people interact with one another because I mainly was kind of going through like social media interactions because I feel like that's mainly how conversations happen I feel like it's very rare that you're in person and you start the conversation with a new play partner unless you're like at a meet and greet or something so now we'll go into like in-person stuff but Holly says we have been in the lifestyle so long and we still have to communicate through every scenario every time. It took us a long time to feel comfortable enough being 100% open and honest with all of our feelings. Sometimes one partner may have to ask more questions to get the other partner to open up, especially if they struggle with identifying and sharing their emotions, feelings overall. 
Yeah. Um, for Spencer and I, I think that it became very easy for the two of us to communicate where we were at simply because of all the different challenges that we went through initially. We really experienced a lot of explosive ups and downs, which made me as an individual have to talk so much and have to ask a lot of questions and really understand like his mindset, um, you know, his journey where he's at. And now, because we've had all of those conversations, Spencer's at a much different place in life than he was previously in the lifestyle. You know, Spencer is very accustomed to having multiple female partners and having a whole, you know, log of chicks that he can call and just, you know, hang out with whenever he wanted to. When he and I first, you know, when he and I started hanging out, he still had those girls. He didn't hang out with them, but he still chatted with them and he still that. And slowly over time, he just kind of like migrated away from all of that because, you know, of what we were building here. And that takes time for one to kind of figure out, you know, what their connection is with an individual, what it is that you're looking for out of the swingers world as a couple and individual, individually. For him, I'm really happy that he discovered that he enjoys the lifestyle as a partnered, united interaction instead of an individual thing that you know he was doing you know because for me it makes it so much more enjoyable for that it's very different with the females like if I were to just have a female companion and that not be an interaction for Spencer like I would be um like okay with that but I wouldn't be okay with um well, I don't know. I would be okay with a lot of different things. If if he and I like liked the same chick and like it was like his primary second girl, like I could totally get behind that in a hierarchy kind of way. But that would be something that we would discuss like together. It wouldn't be an independent thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, where solely it would have been an independent thing on him. So growing together and us continuously chatting and trying to figure out what our direction is together, I'm glad that there's that alignment. But again, it took that downtime of us being a new couple and maybe like a year of observation and dabbling in the lifestyle together because I did not do any kind of swap or anything within that first year. It was more just like watching, observing, you know, maybe some like flirtiness, like there were some sexy nights with another couple, but never any formally, like never formal sexual energy that was exchanged just like maybe cuddling and stuff like that it took so much time for us to get on the same page and for us to be in the place that we are now and I'm so thankful that he allowed that time to go and gave me the time and space for me to figure out how I belonged in this lifestyle without pressuring me because I feel like if he would have pressured me and made me feel like this is something I had to do I would not be able to do it and I would hold resentment and this would just not have been the relationship composition for me but because he respected my boundaries and where I was at and as an individual wanted me to be happy it made us uh, it made it so much easier for me to ask 9,000 questions for me to fully understand you know how this all works and so I am really encouraging all of you newbies if you are that new couple 
for you to take this time and listen to these questions. I know that there are questions that you should be asking others, but there are questions that start with you first. Are you able to answer these questions? Are you able to articulate all these different things to the potential play partners? If you're asking, you need to be able to share also. Um, Holly says, we rely on body language so much. You can tell a lot by just watching people and how they interact with one, on one another and alone. 100%. Another reason why I take my time on finding play partners. We attend a lot of events, right? Um, a little less than we were over the last couple of years with our travel, but we still attend probably a, an event a month. And in that event a month, and I'm an observer, right? Because I do the podcast and I have the boutique and we have the events. Uh, because of this platform that I have, I am super observant, right? I want to read the room. I want to see how couples are interacting. People are shocked when I say at the end of the night, there are many couples that are fighting. There are many couples that one's in tears and the other's on the other side of the room or something fucking weird is going on. And why? It's because you came to an environment that you were not aligned on. Either you were feeling uncomfortable before you got there and you drank too much and then that took over and then that becomes a hot mess. You guys were not on the same page. You know, somebody disrespected a rule or a boundary. It happens so frequently that it makes me so much more nervous to engage in play. Because I see so many different things go on, I am so much more cautious and so much more aware of the play partners that I want to, you know, come into, um, you know, that I want to play with or whatever. I'll give you a few other examples. There's one couple. I wholeheartedly, I really want to play with them. I think that they're an amazing couple. We've had different moments where we've tried to get together and, you know, for whatever the reason, it just didn't work out. Not planned play, just, you know, a dinner or this or that, whatever it may be. We just never had the opportunity to actually, you know, finalize those plans. A couple weeks ago, there was a scenario where we were potentially going to be getting breakfast together. And then, like, we didn't hear from them for, it was, like, a while. And I had made, like, a, a funny joke in another message or whatever. And then, you know, the chick came back and she said something whatever. And I I pretty much was just, like, yeah, like, I'm feeling ignore, ignored, right? And I wasn't saying I was feeling ignored as a play partner. I was saying I felt ignored like as a person. You know, we we had this conversation going on and we've been going back and forth and having great interactions or whatever. And then all of a sudden this like dip went. And I was just like, well, that's really confusing. And not on a play level, but on a friendship level, right? And I said that to the couple. And maybe some might feel it's weird for me to have said I feel ignored. But I wanted to make sure that they understood where I was and where I was coming from because it's important like for a relationship, a foundation, a friendship, whatever your personal interaction is with another individual, it's important for you to always be honest with them and let them know like where you are, you know, where are you at in this moment in time? How are you feeling? Those are completely acceptable emotions to share. It's completely acceptable to let people know that you were feeling uncomfortable in this moment or this happened and this made you feel strange. You know, one of the things initially that had transpired is a while ago we were trying to get together for dinner and we had dinner plans, but then it was said that maybe another person was going to be coming to dinner. And I said, listen, I just don't feel comfortable 
um, you know, with another person that I don't know coming to dinner, you know, because that was my opportunity to get to know this couple on a more intimate level, right? Go through all these different things. Like, I know I share so much on social media like this. And truthfully speaking, it's because I can't see you. And I'm sitting here talking to myself in my camera. So it's a very different experience when I'm out at an event surrounded by a bunch of individuals that I don't know um, that are coming up at me, you know, trying all these different things. It's overwhelming for me, right? So I'm kind of more in the background, just doing my thing and, you know, observing and maybe I'll talk to somebody. But yeah, it probably sounds assholish that like I'm not chick that's at the event that is you know, sitting in the corner, not really interacting with anybody, or I'm on the dance floor dancing by myself, surrounded by people, but I'm dancing by myself. Uh, I'm a very, like, independent, uh, you know, stay out of my personal space person. So to bring somebody else into dinner that I didn't know, to try and have this conversation of your play style, this, that, you know, get a little bit more in depth, like, I just wasn't comfortable with it. And so even though I really want to play with this couple, I'm not going to just jump in and play with them. I'm going to be true and honest to myself and say, this doesn't work for me for today because of this reason. And this doesn't work for me today because of this. But this made me feel this way. If this couple thinks that like I'm too over the top because of my feelings, and I honestly don't think that they do. I'm just using this as an example to show that people are allowed to have conversation even though you're gonna be potential play partners. To be completely honest, aware and not shut down any of your emotions is really important because if you have had different moments with a play partner that you want and you haven't sorted out all this all this stuff will it be a good a good explosive play you know scene or whatever who knows but for me in order to get to that point it's because I am being true and honest to myself and not allowing anything to cloud my judgment and not just make a, re uh, a quick reaction or a quick thought because I do want to bang them, right? It has to be when the stars and moon align, this will happen. And I'm completely comfortable and confident with that. And if the stars and moon never align, I'm also really comfortable and confident with my decision on there too because it's our bodies our temple we decide what happens and how it happens and I'm never going to sway from that thought process so all of these questions that we're talking about and all of these thoughts that I've shared are all things that I've gone through with potential play partners with those that you know I'm considering or you know trying to figure out if I want to play with them or not they're all very important um, now going to like in person if you are at a club and you are trying to figure out, uh, you know, can you play with this couple or not, number one, are both parties together? Are you having a conversation with just the female or just the guy or how is this going? Truthfully, I'd rather be in the company of both because I do want to see the body language. I do want to see how they're interacting. I want to read the eye gestures. I want to read like the shoulder shrugs. I want to read all sorts of things. And I promise you, you can totally see whether or not if a couple is aligned or if they are not aligned. Um, and for me, like when people are coming into my men and parties events for the, you know, walking through the door, um, I not, I don't stand there the whole time, but I'm watching like as individuals are coming in, what are their body languages with one another before the event actually starts? And then, you know, I watch throughout the night. 
how has their body language changed or gone through, you know, different phases and stuff like that? It's really important. It's really important to see that the answers are in alignment. Um, you know, you never go up to a female at an event if she's coupled and like try and figure out if you can play with her or not. Like that's disrespectful. I think that it's okay for you to have a great conversation and, you know, maybe like introduce yourself. And if you are interested, you know, if you're getting like this thing right out of the gate saying like, oh, this would be fun, ask immediately, you know, do you have a partner? Can I meet them? Is it a conversation that we can have? Let's get to know each other. You know, there is a way for you to match up into having a coupled conversation if you're only with um, the independent person. Example for myself. Uh, there's this great uh, quad, I don't know, the foursome. They're not really a foursome. It's like a cup. It's a married couple, but they each have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. But they all come together, and then, then they like separate together. Um, the husband in in the one set is I'm so smitten on him. He's just such a lovely human being, and you know they come to the event together. I have interacted with all of them together, and together I have asked. What is your guys' dynamics? What is allowed here? How does this go? You know, am I allowed? And so I've gotten permission to, you know, interact with the man. And so now he and Spencer and I are all in a private chat and we all just whatever. But even when we went into the private chat, let's go through your rules and boundaries again. I know that this is what we talked about, but where is it, you know, and we talked about it again. Since we were on a private level, a little bit more intimate, I went through all the questions again because I wanted to see how he responded and how he reacted without everybody else around him and everything stayed true and everything was aligned and it was all great and even when i see the four of them together at the events up you know through now it is still all we all interact the same way and we all have a really great time together but i just separately you know chat and you know whatever with this gentleman but it took me some time to get to the point where I was super comfortable because I needed to watch their dynamics. You know, a foursome, there's four people there. How did this happen? Where, how did you guys get to this point that you guys, you know, have, you know, these independent people, but yet you all travel together and all these different things? It was something that I was super intrigued about, very curious over, but I needed to make sure I understood how they all interacted with one another, that I wasn't going to cross over any boundaries because I was only interested in one of the parties, right? And so there's a lot of different things, but then that goes back down to, are you comfortable and confident enough to ask these questions to be able to say like, ooh, is this weird that I'm trying to separate people out of a couple? And it's not separating people out of a couple, it's just what people's rules, boundaries, and play styles are that you have to really understand and try and get to the bottom of for where and how you fit into it. So, I don't know, I think that this is like a really great starting point for you to try and figure out if you should play with somebody or if you shouldn't. Um, definitely, let's go through it again. The questions to ask new play partners are, how long have you been in the lifestyle for? Whose idea was it? Was the party that is receiving the um, idea super accepting of it or were they not having it at all? 
Next, what is your play style? What are rules? What are boundaries? And then lastly, what are you looking for from the lifestyle? As you're reading body language and, you know, ciphering out their messages, trying to figure out if they're actually, you know, being truthful or not. And that's for you to determine whether or not what they're saying to you is true. And lifestylers, I do hope as you're going through life, you are being super true, honest, transparent, and very on top of what it is that you want from the lifestyle so you do not string along anybody else and that you don't cause drama and that you don't make any kind of backlash for anybody else because you could not be super, super true to what it is within your relationship composition. Um, that's the most important thing. Making sure we're all living the lifestyle in the best way we can, the safest way we can, with the most amount of smiles and explosive orgasms. That's it right? So if you have any questions, send me a message, email me at mizzybender at outlook.com. Or if you have any kind of topics that you want to hear me talk through, same thing, send it there or whatever. I would really love to get on a more consistent two week basis on a live session podcast launch. Um, so let's get that going. And until next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon. The Mizzy Bender Show, where no topic is off limits. Join your host, the one and only Mizzy Bender, as she talks everything sex, curiosities, fantasies, and more. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates.